Welcome to the Rider Realty Podcast. Many times buyers and sellers coming into the market don't know what to expect, have lots of questions, and don't know where to turn. That's where we come in. We want to be a resource to teach you the ins and outs of real estate to help you be more informed, more comfortable, and feel confident that you've picked the right realtor. So sit back and enjoy today's content. Ever since I started selling real estate in early 2005, I've heard people say that they want to wait to buy until spring um, when inventory picks up or they want to wait to sell until spring because more people are out looking. I feel like this is an old wives tale that's been around forever. I mean, in theory, it makes sense. People may not want to sell during the holidays. You've got Thanksgiving, Christmas, and even snow days all packed in there. You think things will get less busy after the holidays, the weather gets nicer, people might tend to be out more. But I really haven't noticed that in all the years that I've been selling, where it's like, oh, it's spring, there's more listings to send to people, or where I get busier. In fact, some years I've looked back, my busiest time in terms of sales and closings was actually the end of the year, like December. But I would say it's definitely not a spring thing. It's more determined by other factors. For example, interest rates. Sellers who currently have low interest rates at two, two and a half percent fixed are not super excited to go sell their house and have a rate of five, six, or seven percent, unless there's things that are life changing like death, divorce, job transfer families changing, like having more kids and outgrowing a house or wanting to be in a different school district or even becoming empty nesters and feeling like their house might be too big, they need to downsize because of health or be on one level. Those are all things that are going to cause a seller to move right now, not because it is springtime. And while buyers seem to think that March is a good time because more things will be on the market and sellers seem to think that more buyers will be out there, I feel like it has to do with more specific area as well. So for example, in our part of Ohio, summer is very busy. Yeah, it could be because the weather is good, but I think more than that, people want to get settled before school starts. So for example, it's not easy to move during the school year if you have sports or kids are in activities or towards the holidays when you have school plays and band shows and everything else that happens. Summer seems to be an easier time for people to move and get settled if they're trying to get into a different school. That also happens with you have like the open enrollment. So like if they found out, oh, they wanted to go to a certain school district and they didn't make open enrollment, like a lot of times in March, they're just opening open enrollment around where we live. So it doesn't matter because they still have time. But then come June, July, especially August, when they're in that time crunch to move, that's when things seem to get super, super busy um, with people wanting to move, not because it's the summer necessarily for this reason, but because they need to get into their school district if they couldn't make open enroll. However, at our Florida home, the buying season that's busy is the winter, not the summer or spring necessarily because there are tourists there, potential investors, people who are down there enjoying the sunshine and decide to shop. So your busy time is going to be December, January, February, and March. They might not make a special trip in July to buy a house, although they could. That's when my husband and I went down to buy our house in Florida. 
But for the most part, they're already there. That makes sense to look. Or they're there on vacation for a week or a month and realize how awesome it is and decide that they want to buy. So for Ohio, my area of Ohio, like I said, summer can tend to be the busiest time. And that's often related to school. Like I said, getting into a school or getting settled before school. But that's going to area, but that is going to vary by area. So like I said, in Florida, their busy season is the winter. Now, those are the two states that I work and I'm familiar with that could be completely different in another part of the country, another you know state. That's just what I see here. So the idea to assume that there's a set time to buy is not necessarily good. And that goes for sellers as well. But let's say for a minute that March is the ideal time to buy. On the off chance that inventory is higher during that time, so that's why I'm going to buy, why would I prefer to buy then? What I mean is, if it's true that March is the popular time to buy, then everyone is going to be buying. That means potentially higher list prices, but also an increased chance of a bidding war, which also means higher prices. So with that in mind, the best time to buy would be any time that you're looking and that works out for you. So if it is December and you have the bug to buy and you just then get pre-approved, or maybe you have a better job that's giving you more money so you feel like you can buy, that's the time I would start looking. I wouldn't wait until spring because I don't think that that is actually really helping you that much. So just buy when it makes sense for you. And just because we're talking about it, let's talk about one more thing that I always heard when I first got licensed. I would have clients say, now you're supposed to offer 10% less than list price, right? That was something they had heard to be true. Imagine doing that today. So my point is, sometimes you hear things in housing that make sense in general. Sometimes you hear things referring to homes and selling and buying that might make sense in a specific market, but don't believe everything that you hear. And that's why it's great to run these things by your realtor so they can guide you. But let's talk about one more thing. Here's another thing that I'm hearing a lot in the market right now. And honestly, I started hearing it right around the end of 2020, so like COVID time. And that was people saying that at that time, saying that they wanted to wait to buy until the housing market went bust. Well, let's talk about how much that didn't happen, right? But the other side of that is people will say now, they will say they want to buy when interest rates go down. Well, the irony of that is the people who didn't buy in 2020 and 2021 when rates were low because they were waiting for the market to crash, that didn't happen. Now prices cost more and the rates are higher. So those people kind of lost out. But the flip side of that is that rates change. And that's kind of what I want to talk about with you guys right now. So let's say that you are somebody who is waiting to buy until the rates go down. Problem is, everyone thinks that, which makes sense, right? Because like in theory, why would you want to buy when the rates are high? Of course, you're going to want to wait until they go down. But what happens is if everybody waits when they do buy as rates go down, now the prices are going to go crazy high again because all these buyers are coming out of the woodwork to buy for two reasons. The first one is because rates are lower. The second one is because rates are lower and now they qualify, meaning if their debt to income is pretty high and interest rates go up, 
or even if their debt to income is not very high, but interest rates go up, it does change the amount of money they qualify for. So now you have these two groups of people, the ones who can finally qualify for what they want and the ones who waited for their rates to go down, who are out there buying. And then what happens? Prices go up. Now, let's say you're that person who's like, you know what? I really do want to wait until rates go down, but I really want to buy a house now and I found one that I like. Or I really want to buy a house now because it seems like less competition and that's what I want to deal with. So they buy now, they have a higher rate, but then when rates go down, they're settled in their home and they can refinance where all of the other people who are waiting for rates to go down are all jumping on the houses or paying more for them. So the person who didn't wait most likely had less competition and was able to get, I mean, I'm saying a deal, but I don't mean a deal, but do you know what I'm saying? So, and again, this is like general things that I've seen over the years and how these things typically pan out. It's also what we're hearing in the market in general, that as, you know, these rates go down, buyers are going to come out like crazy, drive up prices again, which I mean, it makes sense. We've seen it happen before. So while these are specific examples, I'm not a fortune teller, but I'm telling you, I've seen this happen before, which is why I'm telling you, don't wait for rates to go down if you find a house that you want. Because here's the thing. And this might sound weird coming for a real, from a realtor, but here what I'm saying. It's not super easy to sell a house. Why is that? Well, there's a couple different reasons. Number one, you might have to put money into it to sell, maybe to update or clean or paint some things. Number two, you have to have a place to move to, right? So like, let's say, for example, that you need to be um, in a certain, with a certain, within a certain proximity of your job. I know sometimes a job requires you um, to live in the county that that job is in, depending on the job, or within 15 minutes, you know, if it's if you're in like the medical field or something like that, depending on the job. So if you're going to sell, you might have something like that to work around. Or let's say that you are going to sell, but you don't have a ton of equity to pay for, you know, your closing cost or things like that, or you're not going to make a bunch of money to go into the next house. The reason that you don't want to sell very often, at least once every year or two, is there's a lot that goes into it, just like all of the things that I mentioned. So it's actually easier to refinance as rates change, you know, every two or three years, whatever it might be. Rather than say, oh, now I'm going to sell and buy a different house because rates went down. So I know that didn't make sense what I was saying. And we'll talk about more how to know when to refinance in the next episode. But what I'm saying is that when you buy a house, it's more of a long-term commitment. Let's say, you know, do 5, 10, 15 years. Most people aren't buying a house every year. But refinancing is relatively easy as long as you qualify for it it's doable. And it's less expensive than selling a house. You know, to sell a house, you're going to have all kinds of title fees and tax fees and commissions. And like I said, possibly repairs that need done, which you don't have when you're refinancing, you just have a couple thousand dollars worth of fees. So that's why when you're buying, if the rate is high, I wouldn't really worry about it as long as you can afford the payment when the rates are high, because as long as rates do go down, then you would be able to refinance. Now. Again, I'm not a fortune teller. I just see market trends and know how things can turn out. So I would tell you this. 
If you buy a house, don't make the assumption that rates are going to go down. Buy the house at a payment you can afford comfortably that stays in your budget. And then if rates go down, you can refinance. And if they don't or they go up, at least you know that you're still comfortable in that payment um, because it fit the budget that you had. So that's a way to play it safe. You don't want to like buy something that's super expensive and way out of budget just because you qualify on paper. But then you're like house poor because you really aren't comfortable with that payment. You want to put yourself in a position where, yes, rates are higher and you buy at a higher rate, but you can afford it no matter what rates do. But if they go down, then you're pleasantly surprised. I hope that makes sense. So that's what I wanted to tell you about today. Just kind of these these tales that I've heard of like, I want to buy in the spring because I'm going to have more inventory or sellers saying I want to buy in the spring because there's going to be more buyers. I just want to tell you that that's not necessarily true. And then I also wanted to touch um, briefly on the interest rate um, and refinancing part for two reasons. Number one, it kind of ties into what buyers say when they say they want to wait until spring. They want to wait until the rates go down. And while that can sound like wisdom, just because of, you know, a lot of the things we talked about here in this episode, it's not always wisdom. And I just wanted to bring that to your attention. The flip side of that is the idea of refinancing does have a lot of pieces to it um, that I wanted to talk about with examples. And it seemed like it would not be a good mix with this podcast. It should be kind of a separate one. So our next podcast episode, I am going to talk about um, some of the details of refinancing and when it's a good time to do it and when it's like not the best time to do it. So stay tuned for next week's podcast and we will talk about that. And I hope you have a wonderful week. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can help you with, please reach out. All of our contact information is on the show notes. Have a blessed day.